welcome to the Grace Adventure Across Time. Zap to the future! Today we have a special episode to celebrate the unofficial holiday of Zap's favorite movie trilogy, Star Wars. We hope you enjoy this episode written by the voice of Zap. Welcome to a story that takes place deep in the future, in a solar system pretty close by, Moon Battles! It was summer break, and Zap was in his treehouse chilling with a fan to his face reading a comic book when the time tablet made a familiar sound. The message reads, Planet Venito, 7033, code Space. Zap excitedly hits the notification button and plays the message. Hey kid, I heard you're the one that can fix my ship's hyperhop tube. A lot of people on this side of the galaxy need your help. Planet Venito? And that voice sounds so familiar. Zap opens the tool app con, pulls out a pair of time shades, and slides them on before he hits reply on the future message. The time port jump countdown begins. Five, four, three, two, one. This is always so cool! A few seconds later, Zap is standing on a green planet. Hey Lala, is this Benito? Yes, Zap. This is Benito, a planet in the Yoda system, fourth from its sun. It is currently 76 degrees. Zap starts to walk around a small town and notices a cantina. Ugh, my tummy's rumbling. I need some money to buy food. Zap opens the tool app, presses the coin button, then scrolls to the year 7033 and finds the planet Benito. He types in about $20 worth of space coin, pulls it out of the time tablet, and walks into the cantina. When Zap enters the cantina, he looks around and sees a purple blob with boots, a gorilla-looking alien that would look buff when he breathed in, and when he breathed out, his belly inflates like a balloon. In the same group, there is a man who keeps changing colors as food passes by. As Zap scans the crowd, he notices that next to a blue half-snake alien being, there's a familiar face. It's Oldie to Kenny, using space force against a walrus-looking alien. Good God! Zap exclaims in amazement as he sees Oldie to Kenny also known as Bob Oldie. And next to him is the legendary Larry Skytrotter. Zap walks towards them and spots Dan alone as well. These are all characters from his favorite movie trilogy, Moon Battle. Hey kid, you the one who can fix the Sentry Eagle's hyperhop tube and help the Rebel squad? Yeah, 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 sure. Then an even crazier thing happened. Lightning soldiers from the evil Supreme Army come marching in. Get those rebels! Dan alone grabs Zap by the collar as the rebels escape the lightning soldier's blast. Come on, kids! The ship's parked right outside. All we need to do is get away from these lightning soldiers. Oh, that's right! This is a scene from Moon Battle, Episode 4. We have hope! Episode 4? I don't know what you're talking about, pal. The rebels and Zap run to the Sentry Eagle. The Sentry Eagle looks like an extra-sized space monster truck mixed with what looks like a two-person submarine. The ship has giant space tires and two mechanical arms slash landing gear. They all run up the ramp into the Sentry Eagle. Dan alone and his co-pilot, Harry the Hookie, start the ship. Now this is gonna be a bumpy ride and maybe land. Um, Harry! The Sentry Eagle glides across space at an exciting speed, darting past the Supreme Army's Tri-Flinger Jet. The ship enters the lost magnet field of the 3PO system, where giant magnets in 
quantum macro orbits laden with Good God, those are giant magnets. I have a bad feeling about this. Bump and plank sounds build a century eagle as magnets slam into the ship's hull until the ship's magnetized. We need to land this ship before the controls short out. I'm Harry. You're right, Harry. That planet down there is our only hope. The Century Eagle hits the atmosphere of the mystery planet. The engine's fried and the ship's burning up. Luckily for y'all, I'm the greatest pilot of all time. Hold on to your potatoes. Dan alone was truly a master space pilot. He pulls the ship's throttle back and forth with his hollow hand while spinning gears, bypassing auxiliary power thrusters, and axling hover jets. He was surprisingly able to land on the ship's plenty range. Wow, how did you do that? Pilot never revealed his secrets. <laughs> you sound more like a magician than a pilot to me, Mr. Danalone. <laughs> I guess you're right, Zap. Hey, I've been thinking about this question for a while. And how come you can't fix the Century Eagle's hyperhop tube yourself, sir? You look like a pretty good mechanic. I'm Harry! Hey, that's not fair, you Harry doormat! Oh, I can fix the Eagle, but the only factory that makes JoJo pieces was taken over by the Supreme Army about 53 years ago. So JoJo pieces are harder to find than a clean cranker wing. But I heard that you somehow got JoJo pieces, so hand them over, kid. I need a Hadalosphere, a Flakes Fur, and finally a Suction Bowl for the Hyper Hop tube. Zap clicks on the tool app con and scrolls to the year 7033. He searches for the JoJo pieces Dan alone needs. I don't see any of these JoJo pieces in the tool app con. I guess I can just time port jump 54 years back and get the pieces myself. I'll be back. Zap hits the year 6979 and quantum pins the JoJo factory. The time tablet releases a spurt of bright time technology and Zap is gone in a flash. Hey Larry, Bob, Harry, did you guys see that? Um, yeah? Amazing. The Space Force is strong with that device. I'm Harry. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No, you're totally crazy, Dan. But right now we have to focus on getting a new engine for the Eagle while Zap gets the JoJo pieces. I guess you're right. Let us be on our way now. The scan tube showed a small town just a few minutes walk from our landing. The rebels leave the ship to search the nearby alien town for a replacement engine. The group finds a mechanic shop of an old friend. Hey, there's my favorite blue Annabaloo. It's been a hyper cycle. Do you have a spare 8058 volt dual spacer engine in the shop? Danner, Manor, and Harry, my frienders. Well, I don't have heavier clank boxes here anymore, more. But, uh, I sure as you can find the clank boxes you be looking for at the Power Pod race. <laughs> there will be plentiers of traders, space pirates, and battle dogs looking to trades and bet on space equipment. <laughs> Win the race and you'll be able to trade for the clank box ye need. I could tell users where this race is be for a little, uh, catching. The blue Annabalu put out his paw claws expecting a space coin tip. Dan alone gives him a small bag of space coins. 
when and where is the power pod race? In 20 minutes, another catching will allow you to rent Mila Skyflyer and Power Pod to get Danner Manor and crew to the racer. Here you go. This better be a fast power pod. Always great doing business with my favorite blue and blue. Let's get over to the power pod race, guys. Meanwhile, Zap time ports to a new time and new planet called Seekanal. His quantum pin ported him right in front of a factory with a hollow sign that says Eagle Pieces, the most majestic Jojo pieces. Zap walks in and sees an alien creature with five red noses sitting in the front desk with a manager tag. Hello, sir. Uh, 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 Welcome to Eagle's Pieces. Uh, uh, Where we make the most majestic Jojo pieces. What would you like today, sir? Um, I'm looking for a, uh, how to last fear? A flakes fur and a suction bowl for a hyper hop tube. Pardon my allergies. Spring on Sikinol is hard on my noses. Bot Niner, go get this kid's Jojo's. Okay, that will be 572 credit coins and 32 kachings. Kachings? Um, here's 600 credit coins. Just keep the change. Here are your items, small two-legged bioform. Zap is surprised that all three Jojo pieces are small enough to fit in his pocket. Zap thanks the manager and walks out of the factory, content that he's completed the mission. Zap hits reverse time port and returns to the deck of the Century Eagle. Mr. Dan alone? Oldie to Kenny. Hello, ship computer. Where are Dan and Harry? Dan and Harry are currently not on the ship. I know that. Where did they go? Why are math teachers such good dancers? They have algorithm. Gosh, this ship must be more fried than one of Dad's chicken wings. I think there was a small town just ahead. They might have gone there for supplies. Bounce boots should get me there pretty quickly. Zap pulls out bounce boots from the time tablet and bounces towards the town. Zap made it to the town and found the mechanic shop. I bet they stopped at this shop. Hello, sir. Have you seen a tall man with a vest, a young-looking man, a hooky, and an old Space Force wielder? Yar, I did or saw them. Um, they went to the power pod racer. It be starting quick-like. <laughs> Take the path going through town, then turn right at the Catbird Forest. The race will be not too far from that point. The Blue Anabaloo put out his paw claws for a space coin tip, and Zap gave him a high five. Thanks, Blue Space Dude! Zap bounces through town and turns right at the Catbird Forest. The forest is full of catbirds and other animals that are alien to Zap. A few minutes later, Zap finds the Rebel Squad working on a shiny red power pod. Wow, where did you get this rad shit? I rented it from a blue animal, but it wasn't fast enough to win the power pod race. So we pulled the Helix Booster from the Skyflyer here and made a one-of-a-kind standalone modification. It's still legal. Maybe. 
Dan and Harry also added eight remote control blasters. We hope this ship is fast enough to win so we can trade for a new engine. I'm Harry. Good golly, who's going to be the pilot? After adding the extra boosters and blasters, it kind of compacted the pilot's chair. So you're going to have to pilot the racer. What? This is crazy. I've only seen them on TV. I mean, I love watching the sport on TV, but but I've never piloted one or anything. I, I can't. Look, it's easy, kid. There's only four important controls. This throttle will drive forward, reverse, and side to side. The green button controls the boosters, this green button fires the blasters, and this green button is a short hyperboost. Okay, hmm, I kinda got this, I think? The race starts in five plank tacks, everyone. Start hovering the racers to the starting pin. Zap and the rebels hover the modified pod over to the racing pool. Zap jumps onto the racer, and Larry helps him with the pilot harness and helmet. Keep your visor down and clear, Zap. Focus on what's in front of you, Zap. Allow the space force to guide your skills. I'm Harry. Remember, kid, this green button is a blaster. Um, okay, guys. Six power pods and their pilots rev engines at the ready pin. Zap presses the green button to activate the boosters and pushes the throttle stick forward. His red power pod shoots across the stage. Oh, this is so fast! Power pods all race down the field at incredible speeds. They loop around the first and second turn. Zap is second from last and pushing faster to catch up. The last place power pod is trying to catch up and takes aim. Oh no, blaster! I've got another bad feeling about this! Wow, what a truly great episode. How do you like Zap's May 4th special? Will Zap win the power pod race? Will we see more aliens and planets? And will the Century Eagle ever be up and running? We'll answer all these questions and more next episode. Hey friends, I hope you guys liked today's episode. I want to give a shout out to one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. Happy birthday, Nathan, and may the 4th be with you all. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast Zap to the Future on Apple, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. Also, if you like the show, share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag at ZapFuture so we can personally thank you. Finally, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really helps get the word out about the show. And we really want to hear from you. Visit us at zapfuture.com, send us an email, or find us on Instagram at zapfuture. 